I'm not saying that you all didn't do any work. I said some do more than others. Because but you no. play the martyr and you take on that role. You take the martyr and you play on that role. If you were not here, we would still have fire and shelter and food. That's it. You, we tell you, you stay here five minutes, then your asses go down in there in the ocean. So don't give me no bitch, because I will work. But it's your only card. Keep playing it. Hello, and welcome back to the third episode of Stanawatu, which is a Survivor Vanuatu rewatch podcast brought to you by the Bitter Jurors Network in the Survivor offseason. As always, I'm your host, Christine Palin, and I will continue to remind people, again, this is spoiler-free in the sense that we are not going to say, this person wins, and this person gets voted out next. But my guests might and myself might be, make references to other seasons of Survivor, and if we do, you can find the the, the rough timestamps for those in the episode description. So if that's something you're concerned about, just always check the episode description and listen with caution. But yeah, we will be speaking about other seasons of the in the Survivor universe, I'm sure. Um, so this week, I'm talking about the third episode of Survivor Vanuatu, Double Tribal, Double Trouble. And very fittingly, I have double guests again. Of course, I couldn't just do this alone. I couldn't do it with one guest. I needed to have double trouble in the form of double guests. Please join me in welcoming Kate and Caroline from the Survivor Rewind podcast. Caroline and Kate met as improvisers at Improv Boston. They both became Survivor fans in 2019 and had the hubris to start a podcast on the subject in 2020. Check them out on their podcast, Survivor Rewind, to hear them deep dive into the early seasons of Survivor, including today's beloved subject, Vanuatu. Kate and Caroline, thanks for joining me. Oh, thank you so much, Christine, for having us. Uh, Vanuatu is definitely one of our favorite subjects. Oh, yeah. It, one, this is a fantastic idea for a podcast. Yes. And yeah, I think if we were to say, like, what is a season of Survivor that feels the most like us, mm -hmm. that really is what our podcast is, where we shine as a podcast, it's Vanuatu. Mm -hmm. So this is such a beautiful combination of things. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. If there was a Survivor season personality test, we'd both be Vanuatu. I think I would too. <laughs> I, think, I think that's the right answer. <laughs> yeah, it's the right, it's answer. right answer. It's the right answer and cool. it's that one. <laughs> Yeah, I 100% agree. <laughs> so before we jump into everything Vanuatu, so your bio did that I read uh, did mention that you guys are relative like latecomers to Survivor. So I like to ask everyone, what's your relationship with the show more broadly? And I know you guys love Vanuatu, but if you can just talk a little bit about you, you I know you love it, but <laughs> yeah, whatever sure. you want to say. Caroline, since you got into it first, do you want to go first? Oh, sure. Let's be chronological. Yeah. Um, so I honestly, I started watching Survivor on New Year's Day of 2019 because my cousin got married on New Year's Eve and I was hungover the next day. And I just wanted to like put on a show to watch. And so I started with Borneo. And then basically I immediately fell in love with it. It was like, why haven't I been watching this forever? Um, and then over the course of like the next year and a half, I think I watched all seasons, um, but not in order. I watch it in a very chaotic way. Um, I kind of like Googled what seasons to watch and I watched them in a very like, just kind of based on rankings and what I could get my hands on, on different streaming services. It was just a complete mess, but I just kind of consumed all of it very quickly. Um, but yeah, it was like a show that I watched and I was like, oh my gosh, this has been like a missing part of my personality. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. and I think I vaguely watched Austra like season two Australia when it was on TV, but, uh, I don't even remember if I watched the full season. So, um, but that's kind of how I started with Survivor. 
And uh, I was kind of a reality television snob. I'll fully admit it. I'm very much recovered. Watch <laughs> watch it all. No judgment whatsoever. But when I, uh, Survivor came out when I was graduating high school, and I was a little bit like, um, that's for families. I'm a teen. <laughs> um, so I didn't really get into it then. But in a similar moment of desperation, I wasn't hungover, but my wife had gone away on a business trip. And uh, all of our television shows we were watching, I didn't want to go on without her or I couldn't go on without her. <laughs> and um, so I wanted to, I was just like, you know, I've been hearing Caroline talk a lot about Survivor and um, I just feel like Caroline and I have very similar tastes in television. So I thought I'd give it a try. And I watched like the beginning scene in Pearl Islands where they go to town and I texted my wife and I said, sorry, we can't finish The Crown. We're going to watch all 40 <laughs> seasons <laughs> immediately. Um, I really, I fell in love with it. It was like, I fell in love hard and fast. And I didn't go in a chaotic order, but I didn't go in order. I tried to like go on journeys, like the journey to All Stars, which mm -hmm. allowed me to skip Thailand. And then the journey to Micronesia, which allowed me to skip Guatemala. Like it was just like, so I did it. Trying to get the best narrative possible. I was very into that. I hope you have since watched Guatemala because I am a Guatemala. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I love Guatemala. No, I've seen. All, I've. I saw all of them in less than a year. Yeah. So you did. So. Yeah. You kind of did the. the it was pre-COVID. <laughs> yeah. I know that's the thing. We did this pre-COVID. Yeah. <laughs> it's like people are like, yeah, forty seasons in a year, and you're like, wait a minute, I had a lifespan. <laughs> I was leaving the house. <laughs> yeah. I had to go to work and do this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so Vanuatu is among the the favorite seasons, it's fair to say, because it's certainly one of mine. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Definitely. I think we're both big character survivor people. Mm -hmm. We like, you know, you mentioned Guatemala, like the Judds of the world. <laughs> we like the, you know, we're really our podcast is a lot about just like deep diving into the, like the very minutiae, especially in these early seasons of these big characters in small situations, survival situations. Well, this is the great episode. And this is a great episode. I know. At first, I was like, I picked an episode with two tribal councils. That doesn't sound like me. And then I watched it. I was like, oh, this is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And also, I think the reason, I mean, I know the reason I wanted to do this episode is like the smallest thing, like not tiniest important. thing. It I'm was pointed out. It's one line. In the it's episode. just one line. And it's the reason we wanted to do this episode. Yes. <laughs> so let's just jump into it then because this is i remembered moments from this episode but like didn't remember how much i loved it until i rewatched it yesterday <laughs> i was like wait this is a banger because i love the dolly boot and this one calls mm -hmm. that up but um absolutely great so i'm so happy to jump into it so again we're talking about episode three double tribal double tribal double trouble which aired on september 30th 2004 um, so we open right after, uh, Yasser has blown up essentially. Um, and mm -hmm. poor Dolly has been sent back to the farm. Um, and so Mia, Julie, Lisa are like really mad at Eliza and Eliza's trying to do damage control. Um, and then at La Pevy, like the men are working on this shelter. And then we get this conflict between Sarge and Rory again, mm -hmm. where Sarge is like, basically calling Rory lazy. I I love this. I love this confrontation. I love this confrontation for a lot of reasons when Sarge confronts Rory. And the first one is, is just like, 
he's like, what are you doing? Why are you running off? And and Rory's like, you want to know why I go on my walks? <laughs> and then he like pulls out a lemon, I think. I think it's like it's some sort of orange, like or tan citrus yeah. fruit. Yeah, it looks like a lime on the outside, but then it's orange on the inside. Yeah. Spider and- <laughs> and then Sarge is like, that's cool. <laughs> it's just, it's such a, and it's, it's so weird to see someone be like, as you know, Sarge is like really freaking out in this moment, but it's so interesting to see like someone say exactly how they feel. Like, listen, I'm trying not to flip out. I want to flip out so bad, <laughs> but uh, I'm not flipping out. I need to tell you what to do, but uh, I can't. Like, he's just being really honest about his process. Yeah, I also like how he's like he says like he's used to supervising forty people and like seeing what everyone is doing. And I'm like, I think you need a vacation from that, Sarge. Like, I don't think that's like a healthy way to like Mm-mm. that should not be your, your mode in every single group of people. You don't need to know what everyone's doing, Mm-mm. you know? Especially no. even if it's just eight other dudes. Yeah. Sarge, worry about your look eyes on your own paper, Sarge. Happy your life. Yeah. And like there just looks like they're just kind of like generally like fixing the shelter. It's like certainly you yeah. don't need everyone doing that. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I was like, you should Mm-mm. be happy that. Like, yeah, it looks like you guys have the shelter under control with you, like, touching it or whatever. So, like, be happy someone went and got food. I mean, this. This is why he goes on this walk. Oh, my God. That was so funny. Like, gosh. I, I love this setup with Rory and Sarge. I, and, like, I think it's what you're talking about, like, big personalities on this season. And on the men's mm-hmm. tribe, this is certainly right now the conflict we're getting. Like, we've got the generic younger men and, like, one of them goes mm-hmm. here. But it's really this, what's going on here is more the question of, like, is Rory versus Sarge going to come to a head? Right. Yeah. I mean, the men's tribe is, like, a personality desert. <laughs> and Rory and Sarge are, like, the oasis. And then Chris is there. Like, Chris is good, too. But, like, it's really Sarge and... Rory are like where the personality and the dynamic. Chad's like um, a nice guy. But I want to. I want to. Yeah, totally. credit. He's like a, seems like a very nice guy. Totally no. nice, but nice people don't always make great TV. No, he's so <laughs> nice. He had his big reveal, but now what? <laughs> yeah, I also like how Rory says. I'm a grown ass man. I don't take orders easily because I'm just like, yeah, it would be so weird to have another adult tell you, like, be like, you should be doing more chores. I think I would have a hard time with that, too. For sure. And like, it's just like very the way Sarge does it. It's just like he's pretending he's not mad, but he's very clearly mad. And that's not a great way to come to a conversation with someone. Um, I know. That's like almost all survivor conversations is someone being very clearly mad and being like, the machete? Is it over here? Yeah, it's all it's honestly all like roommate arguments happening in the woods. Like it's all the art like types of issues you would have with a roommate, but like yeah. just within the details of survivor. Speaking right, of just a map. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> People not leaving na- their name on leftovers translates to eating the rice out of the pan. Yes. Yeah, so so we get JP being like, I sure hope the older men will save me and get rid of Rory. <laughs> but more importantly, yeah. we get back to you, yes. sir. And Julie, like a good roommate, suggested suggests they come up with like a work rotation system. And this is- while she's the most casual way a person could literally sit, like in a hammock, one leg out, one arm above her head, one arm dangling. She's like, yeah. "What about a tool here?" <laughs> and, and we 
watch two women just lose their minds. And she never changes. If they pan no. over to Julie, Julie never leaves that. Like, she's like, well, look at that. The way this is framed is so funny because they're so far away from each other. Like, Mia and Twyla are like, they have to yell at each other because they're like mm-hmm. across camp. Yeah. They, they need- Maybe they're not arguing. They're just talking each other, but they have to say it loudly because they're so far away from each other. They're having like a nice convo right now. <laughs> like they're far away. And then poor, I just, poor Julie. I said this a lot last episode. Poor Julie, she makes a very sensible suggestion and like causes like one yes. of the best fights in Survivor history. <laughs> and she just has to let it play out because if she says anything, it'll get worse. Yeah, oh my and also God. one of the women in this argument is literally sharpening a machete, <laughs> a la Matthew, Matthew. Um, But just like, yeah, if someone's not sharpening a machete on a men versus women season, is it really happening? Like, <laughs> I know. Oh, so man. They, this comes back to the whole thing with like people thinking Twyla works too much and then Twyla kind mm. of resenting some of the younger women for not working enough. And so Mia just gets really defensive about the suggestion that they have like basically like a roommate chore wheel. And then that gets Twyla going, and this leads to them calling each other bitches. And then Twyla mm-hmm. says, I'll whoop that scrawny bitch's ass. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Physical violence. Love it. Yep. 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 And I this is also something that kind of um it drives me crazy on Survivor, but it does lead to like very interesting conversations. But we said there's like a lot of roommate fights. There's a lot of people usually like of an older generation or like on the older side who like work themselves to death and Mm. just sit in stew and resentment towards everybody not doing it and it's like don't do it (laughs) (laughs) if it's gonna drive you mad and make you a monster don't do it but they always do it Mm And I'm glad they do because And I'm glad they do. <laughs> and this I was so glad this fight is on YouTube in full. I was so glad because some great clips from the season are and this fight is so if you if you ever want to oh, you're feeling bad and you just need to pick me up, just go <laughs> look up uh, me and Twyla fight and you get everyone and Julie and her whole hammock glory. Yeah. <laughs> um, get pumped up for the next big game. <laughs> also, this whole like the beginning of the this fight, like what leads I feel like what leads to Julie like suggesting the rotation of chores or whatever is like I think it's Lisa and Mia being like I need to seriously go hunt for fruit. I need to seriously go hunt for fruit. And it's like, man, that's what Rory was talking about. Like they need the citrus. They need that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Rory's on the wrong track. (laughs) (laughs) And so then this fight eventually kind of dies down. I think they just kind of like walk away. And then Julie and Eliza touch base basically about Eliza fucking uh, fucking them over. And Eliza explains it was just a survival thing. And that it's true. Like she only really did that because she thought Dolly was a danger to her game. And she's like, I'm sticking with you guys. And then they meet up with Mia and Lisa and they're like, okay, we're going to vote Twyla. And then we get this incredible confessional from Lisa that in my memory, I always thought this happened right before tribal, but no, it happens before the reward challenge. And and it's the most insane foreshadowing Survivor's ever done because they don't mention it at all later in the episode. No, Lisa never comes up again. You have to remember. Lisa said, I have a backup plan, so we'll see what happens. (laughs) Right. And that's. And, and that's the moment. That's when we wanted to do this episode. I'll let you right. go. I'll let you two go. 
No, because you just never see someone look at the camera and be like, I got a backup plan. So we'll see what happens. happens. Like she's Jeff in season 42. It's bizarre. And it's also like, for what it's worth, we haven't gotten that much from what I remember for the first two episodes. It's not like we're really like on the ground with Lisa all that much. All we know about. Possibly this only, like, I think this is the only strategy we've gotten from her thus far. We know that she identifies as a younger person. But other than that, (laughs) she's kind of a mystery. Yeah, <laughs> but she's but got no. a backup plan that's also a mystery. <laughs> and the whole episode, you're like, "What is it?" I can't believe they didn't call the episode Lisa's backup plan. Yeah. Like that's what it is. That's what it is. That's the rosebud. Like the, the, that's the sled. The shock of this episode is Lisa's backup <laughs> plan, and she, and she tells us. Yeah, it's so. It's like because now like on like more recent season of survivor like you either like you we, i feel like we often leave tribal very confused by what happened because they try to yes. find mm-hmm. the viewer a lot and that definitely didn't happen as much in this era of survivor especially like something but they 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 really plant a hint but it's like sometimes when they do that it's right before tribal or during the tribal scramble yeah. this is just like the only instance i can think of where like if you were watching this episode you would like you would be like, what the fuck just happened? Look at who voted where and see that Lisa flipped and need to remember she said that. It's like all yeah. there, but like it's so like hidden and so it's like weirdly, it's like weirdly low key. Like you could miss yeah, it. Yeah, totally. But yeah. it's also a woman staring right at the camera <laughs> telling you what she's gonna do. I know. It's <laughs> like a murder she wrote episode. <laughs> there are clues, but will you see it? Yeah. I know. Oh man. It's and also like even like beyond that, like this whole conversation gets started with Julie going up to Eliza being like, What's up with you right now? I feel like everyone thinks you're sketchy. And Eliza goes, I feel like I'm sketchy. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like my dream that I could be have the self-confidence of Eliza. If someone calls me sketchy, be like, I think so too. <laughs> I'm with you. I agree. 100 percent same. <laughs> Oh, it's great. It's, the whole thing is so great. This whole like priest like challenge sequence between the why I go on my walks and yeah. <laughs> like the fight and then this incredible moment with Lisa. It just yeah. nonstop bangers before the challenge. It's also, human drama. It's yeah. human tiny drama. Yeah. Mia uses a phrase when she when they're talking about voting out Twyla, and she's like, let's get rid of Twyla. I can't stand that bitch anymore. I'm about to bust ass. <laughs> Not I'm about to bust her ass, which I would kind of make sense, like I'm about to get in a fight or something, but I'm about to bust ass. What? She's about that? to she's about to let it rip. I was gonna say, is she about to like, is this a fart joke? <laughs> Have either of you seen the L word? Uh, yes, only the first two Okay, she, I always think Mia, like, is like kind of, like, looks like bargain bin Alice. Yeah, yeah, I can <laughs> totally, Leisha, what Leisha Haley, yes. yeah. Yes. I just need to yes, put that totally. out there. Like, people no, can do I am always, like, she's kind of, like. Agree. She's that small, she's got that Lilith Fair hair, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Uh, so we 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 cut to the challenge very early in the episode because we have a double tribal to get to, and it is a combined reward and immunity challenge. And Jeff uh, 
So they, they, they walk in. I don't know who calls Dolly Barbie. Which of the men said Sarge? Sarge. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Sarge, like, Barbie's gone. Also, all the guys are like, Dolly? 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 It's not like the sequels in uh, Finding Nemo, but they're like, Dolly? Because when Jeff says it, they're like, they also don't really know who he is. But... <laughs> yeah, it's okay. I should have known it was Sarge. Um, and then Jeff reveals double tribal twist. And of note, this is the first time in Survivor where they had individual immunity before the merge. So this was the first time we saw this twist. This is something we've seen since then. Uh, but yeah, the first time. So this really was a shock to the players. Um Certainly a shock to Leanne. She nearly has a meltdown. She's like, immunity again? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I wish we could hear that more often. She's like, I'm sick of it. I don't like voting people out. I'm like, Leanne, baby, it's the Hot game. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so the rewards, fishing gear, we don't really care. Um, and so the tribe that wins a reward then gets to compete for individual immunity. And this is the one where you like the, re- the reward portion is like you have to get through the locked like gates and then untie the planks and use grappling hooks to get the keys and then do something with like, like, I don't remember. It's very like very classic. Do a bunch of things in a row. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And the only note I made about ropes and keys, ropes and keys. <laughs> the only note I made is Jeff like heckles. He does, yeah. He heckles Scout and says, "Scout, are you gonna yeah. throw that thing or dance with it?" Yeah, the oldest this person season, there. Yeah. Jeff is like, "Is that an older woman with a with fake body parts?" I'm gonna scream at her at every challenge. <laughs> <laughs> and JP literally loses the grappling hook at one point, and no comment is made. Except the boys lost the hook or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, definitely that whole thing. Are you gonna? Well, but I will say, and I'm a scout apologist. <laughs> she did nothing wrong in the last challenge. She no, could. No, no. She is faultless. <laughs> she thought she was done. She stopped that challenge. That was fine. <laughs> but this one, she is kind of. I don't know if it's just a camera trick, but it does look like she's winding up the slow yeah. for like quite a long time. And and it's just like, how long is she winding? Like I do agree with Jeff a little bit. Yeah. Boo. You know? I mean, I understand. I accept the booze. I also liked when Chris said to JP, TikTok, JP, TikTok. (laughs) I feel like if someone said that to Scout, we could have avoided this. But Yusur is very visibly annoyed with Scout in this challenge. Yes, Um, for sure. And again, it's it is a miracle that like someone does throw out her name later and they're like, no, we can't vote Scout. It's like, why? <laughs> like, I love Scout, but it's like, why? <laughs> like, it's just yeah. so funny that she's just like, no, Lisa's like, I won't do it. I won't vote out Scout. <laughs> Lisa, you're, I'm like, is that your backup plan, Lisa? <laughs> is Scout your ally? I guess. Yeah. Cause this way- I won't write her name down. I, I won't. <laughs> I'm Lisa. You know me tight with Scout. Well, I think it's really funny to think about, like, when we watch a season like this, is we get, like, Lisa, who is very invisible, like, the first two episodes, is, but when you're playing Survivor, like, everyone's the main character of their own story, and so, like, totally. we're, we're, yes. we, there's a side of, like, Lisa's early gameplay that we just completely miss, but, like, I, when we do get her confessional, she's speaking, like, as if we know it, kind of. <laughs> I know. That's why this show is so good because every single person is the main character to themselves. Yeah, right. And you should always speak to the camera like you are the most important person. A hundred percent. Eliza does it. It's like I love Eliza's confessionals because she tells every story, even like the most mundane story, like it's like this epic story. Mm-hmm. 
that she's the victim of, an innocent bystander that just had to do something. (laughs) Yeah, that's how you got to do it. Yeah, 100%. And this is also why I love uh, in Marquesa's, like, Zoe Zanadakis's, like, whole work hard, play hard. Like, she's the most invisible person at the point in Survivor, but she has, like, a catchphrase. (laughs) I hate your whole presentation. (laughs) I hate your whole. <laughs> your eyes, your eyes. <laughs> Zoe is the Zoe's best. Zoe's the best. Yes, yes. But these are my favorite characters you're mentioning. <laughs> yeah, I know. Only him. let's do it. Let's do a season where captains are Lisa and Zoe, and just see what happens. Oh, can't wait! Don't tempt me with a good time. That's so sounds... many secret opinions. <laughs> So, so the men win uh, reward. They get their little fishing gear, which I'm sure Sarge will love to delegate tasks for um, and tell people they aren't, you know, chipping in. Um, so then they get to mm-hmm. do immunity challenge. They get to do, they have to do a bunch of digging and get some like and then assemble like a ladder puzzle and then climb mm-hmm. to the top and then you win. Um, and so Chad is in quite the lead and then flops basically. <laughs> Yeah. Can't pull it out. No. Flopper. Flopper. Yeah. Um, mm. R- is it Rory who's digging with his feet? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I think so, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. He, yeah. Because otherwise, it's not that interesting a challenge. I think at one point, Bubba gets one, and then he's like, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I only point it out because this is a very quiet Bubba episode. Yeah. And so we just need to say hello. Hi, Bubba. <laughs> Hi, Bubba. How are you? We love you, Bubba. Travis. <laughs> I call him Travis just like his mother would. Christian name Travis. <laughs> so, yeah, n- not much to report here other than Chad. It looks like he's going to win, then he doesn't. And then uh, yeah. John Kay, the much less offensive John, um, wins from <laughs> Immunity, our mechanical bull rider, bull operator. Oh, I'm yes. sure he rides it too. Um, and you got to ride what you operate. And then. <laughs> I'm not going to dig into that. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> Universal truth. <laughs> Universal truth universally acknowledged. I don't know. <laughs> so then um, Jeff reveals that uh, John Kay gets to go back with the women to the Yusur to, as Jeff says, gather information to decide who he's going to give individual immunity to. Um, mm. So John Kay gets to go with the ladies. And before... I just... Mm-hmm. I just want to call it one thing that I noticed when Jeff says that Jeff gets, or when Jeff says that John gets to give his immunity to one of the women, Scout leans over and whispers something in Amy. Yeah. I need to know what she whispered. This is my lost in translation moment. I think it's fuck him for us. Do probably. it for us. That's probably <laughs> I need to know. I, need I to do know need to know. Said. This is a good thing I would love. I, I can't imagine. Well, if I can get either of them to come on the pod at some point, yes, I will, that ask. will be the first question I ask. Please ask. <laughs> first please question. Ask. No, first question. What was Lisa like? Second. Yes. yes. Um, uh, yeah. Scout what did Scout <laughs> yeah. Thank you for bringing that up. I forgot to make note of that, but I was like, that was weird. And they make a point of showing that. But they- <laughs> That's the only reason is they focus on it. But we don't know. Yeah. We don't know. Well, we'll leave that thought, that mystery, (laughs) that unsolved mystery. (laughs) They didn't, I wish they weren't as obvious with this mystery. (laughs) 
I was gonna say maybe Unless it's they're... Scout being like, whatever he asks, I'm gonna raise my hand. Like... <laughs> or, or maybe she's whispering to Amy, don't worry, Lisa's got a backup plan. We're gonna be fine. <laughs> it all rides on Lisa. It all rides on Lisa, Amy. <laughs> all right, so we do need to take a quick break, uh, but then we will be back to talk about uh, everything John Kay gets up to and discuss whether or not this was a good strategy. Uh, but first, we'll take a break and we'll be back. Support for the Bitter Jurors Network is brought to you by Manscaped, who's the best in grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for all your shaving needs. Manscaped recently launched the ultimate hygiene bundle for the man in your life, the performance package. Help him join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code BITTER at manscaped.com. So yeah, hey, it's me again, your resident lesbian here to talk to you about a company called Manscaped. Um, as I mentioned, I am not necessarily the target audience for Manscaped, uh, but again, as I mentioned, I was super stoked when Manscaped hit uh, me, Sam, and Derek up and wanted to send us the Performance Package 4.0 to talk about on the Bitter Jurors Network. And I can honestly say I've been so happy uh, with what we received in the Performance Package 4.0. Like just last night, literally last night, I used the Lawnmower 4.0 again, and I used it in the shower for the first time before I used it uh, outside the shower. It's my first time using it in the shower. Um, and it was just so cool and like so like futuristic because it's got the light and you can actually kind of like see what you're doing and you, you can use it in the shower. And that's just, like, a total game changer for me. Like, again, as I mentioned, like, struggling with just, like, those cheap, like, disposable razors you get. Like, I could never go back to that. And, like, after I, like, tried the lawnmower 4.0, I could never go back to that. You know, to have a trimmer that is not only waterproof, but also, like, has a cool, like, LED light on it. Like, could never go back. <laughs> and I, of course, always recommend that our listeners go and check out the other stuff we've got going on in the Bitter Jurors Network, but especially as it pertains to Manscaped. You know, Sam and Derek uh, have also been talking about their experience using Manscaped, and, you know, they certainly have a very different perspective on the uh, the various different products in the uh, Performance Package 4.0 that I can't really comment on as much since, you know, I do not have balls and I can only speak to uh, the way I have been able to use these products. So definitely check out what Sam and Derek are saying, but I've been really happy with what Manscaped sent us. Uh, again, I mentioned the boxers are so freaking comfortable, cannot recommend them enough. Uh, so yeah, it's time to take care of the men in your life or yourself, and go to manscaped.com and get 20% off and free shipping with the code BITTER. Again, that's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com using the code BITTER, B-I-T-T-E-R. Unlock his confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Hey, it's me again, not doing an ad. Okay, we're back talking about episode three of Surviving Fatawatu, and we just had John Kay win individual immunity and head back to Yasser. And he just like shows up. This is so funny. This guy has like very little personality up until this point, and he still kind of does have very little personality, but he shows up and he's like, all right, who voted who? Separates them into two groups. He's like, I'm going with you first. It's so crazy. It's wildly alpha. <laughs> For a young Harry. for a young boy who just <laughs> rides a bull, he's like, I got this. I'm gonna yeah. figure you ladies out. It's it's maybe surprising. that's the kind of confidence he has on the bull, and he's like, All right, yeah, John, time to bring it off the animal, you know? <laughs> Treat these women like bulls, John. <laughs> Herd them. Dolly would be proud. Dolly would be proud. Yeah. He's hurting them. Yeah. 
Yes. He and Dolly would get along famously. (laughs) Yeah. So he's like, who voted Leanne? Who voted Dolly? And then he goes and sits with the Dolly group first. And Mia's really annoyed. She's like, he's just going to give it to one of them and fuck us over. And Mm -hmm. um, so John, like, basically is like, what's the tea, girls? Yeah. And this is one of my favorite small moments in this episode and is Eliza starts telling the story she as she loves to do. Um, and she says, these four guys were planning on voting me out last night. And Amy says, take that back. That's literally what happened. Yeah, Eliza starts over. She's like, oh, okay, okay, okay. Like, I'm obsessed with this like five second interaction yeah. of Eliza saying exactly what happened. Amy saying, take that back. And Eliza being like, okay. <laughs> Yep. Take that yeah. back. The we next time, yeah. No, the next time someone says a truth about like something you've done that you don't want to hear, just say take that back. Take that back. Yeah. We don't let that truth <laughs> out into the ether. Not in front of young boy John over here. No, not in front of the guests, Eliza. <laughs> like I'm take it back. It makes sense from from Amy's perspective to be like, don't tell him like our weaknesses, which yeah. is the fact that like this is what's very much an alliance of convenience. But the fact that she's so bold to say that in front of him, because it just betrays the fact that Eliza's telling the yeah. truth. <laughs> yeah, it does. It does. It just immediately shows and, um, who's in charge and it's Amy. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. And it also, I mean, I just, I, you know, I think like Eliza trying to get out the story and John's like, have you ever, I mean, I've definitely been in this situation. I've been in Eliza where I've tried to tell a story. It could have been even on this podcast (laughs) where someone's done listening to it, but I need to finish. (laughs) Once I finish, you'll understand me. And it it takes a lot. When you're young, I feel like it's really hard to know those times where you have to, you know, pull it back. And she's really being vulnerable here, being like, you have to hear my whole story. Then you'll know exactly what to do. <laughs> so cute. Oh, I love it. And so, yeah, she John then meets with like the, oh, like, I love Eliza telling them, she's like t- telling the story. And then he's, she's like still talking. And then John's like, okay, well, I'm going to go. And she keeps talking. <laughs> keeps never stops. That's all I need to know. <laughs> she keeps talking. And again, the person is done hearing this story, but it's just like you can't. No, 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 no. Wait, wait till you hear the end. <laughs> uh, and and I feel like John has like a good idea where he's just like, I don't, I'm just not gonna, I don't want anyone to be mad at me because I'm gonna have to merge with these people. But like, these girls are a mess. <laughs> And I'm also like, John, you're throwing stones from glass houses. I mean, it's not like it's harmonious over. You may think it is, but you're wrong, John. Mm -hmm. But he really uh, he's he's kind of smart here. (laughs) And I'm just as surprised as his brethren once we get to tribal. (laughs) So he meets with the, the, the other group and they're just like do not give it to Twyla and Eliza. And he's basically like, you know, I don't really care. I just don't want anyone to be mad at me. He's like not interested in doing anything strategic. He's just interested in like not causing problems, which is like fair, but it's like the least fun option here. Yes. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Not showing he's really like, even though he's slightly more interesting than he normally is, he still chose the boring Mm -hmm. route. Which is unfortunate, but like, Whatever, whatever. We can't expect too much from the men. This sort of <laughs> the, this, not the younger not, men, for sure. Not John yeah. Kay, certainly not a John. No. Uh, not a twenty-one-year-old <laughs> who rides a bull and looks like that at tank top. He 
he doesn't need strategy. <laughs> and then Eliza comes oh. over to like cr- crosses the beach and they're like, <laughs> tell her to go away. <laughs> <laughs> and this is also when Eliza's like, we should vote for Scout. Yes. And Lisa's like, no, I will not do that. <laughs> not Scout. Not ever. <laughs> and, then, and then I don't know what causes Eliza and Mia to start fighting, but they get into like a little argument and Lisa just says, not Lisa, excuse me, Julie just says, please stop. And this is a high drama group for Julie Mary. I know. The calmest person in the like, world. She's like, I yeah. feel so bad for her in these first few episodes because she is like doing everything right. Like she did everything right last episode with the Dolly boot. She handled that really well. Like working with like a really like unpredictable player, like appeases her, gets the target on a safer person. And then here she's managing her like crumbling alliance all for Lisa to just flip for kind of no reason. Who know? I mean, we, who knows? She, she, I'm sure she has a reason. We just were not presented with it. No, 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 no. We didn't get a reason. We only got a plan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Poor uh, And this is also where Mia says right to the screen. Oh, yeah. She's like, yeah, Twyla and I had one of our famous fights. <laughs> <laughs> oh, were there oh, more famous. we didn't see? Give us Twyla exactly. and Mia and they're famous throughout what? The tribe? The island? America? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's the real rumble in the jungle. Oh, no, famous I, I think that's a famous boxing I think so. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah she, but she's like, we're, it's going to tie between us. And that's fine. And this is like, if we were like getting like a normal episode survivor, this is like where we get the confessional from Lisa being like, I have a yes. plan, <laughs> but we at this yes. point we have forgotten that happened. Like no. we're like, oh, it's gonna tie, or like you're like, if anyone like Eliza might flip because there's a lot of talk mm-hmm. this episode about how flaky Eliza is, right? And the younger girls are like really pushing Eliza away, despite the fact that Eliza's like, I will screw them over. I hate them. I hate those old bitches. And they're like, no, <laughs> Eliza, step off. <laughs> so you'd think like maybe Eliza would flip, but. Like no one's even mm-hmm. thinking about what Lisa's gonna do, which is why this is no. so funny. Oh, undercover young. <laughs> <laughs> so unfortunately we have to cut back to Love Heavy. Um uh where the vote is much less interesting. Um it's basically oh. JP or Rory, and JP's like, I'm a dead man walking. And but JP and Brady are like, let's try to flip Sarge again. They, this was like at the first tribal, they were trying to get Sarge to vote Chris out with them. That did not work. They're like, maybe now, because it's like, understandably, they've seen some conflict with Rory um, and they talk to Sarge. But then it's Chris who talks Sarge down from doing this. We this is we really get to, Chris is a good talker. He like, oh. I, I love his voice. I like a, a great confessionalist, a great like in oh. conversation with people. I loved him being like. He was so passionate. Like now is not the time. And I know, oh, so, so great. He he acknowledges Sarge's feelings, though. Mm. He's like, I understand what you're saying, and we'll deal with it. <laughs> now is just not the time. And he's just like, we'll deal with it, Sarge. Mark my words. <laughs> and Sarge is like, oh, okay. I mean, like, he- yeah. I was just gonna say he's really good. Like from what, like in the first couple, especially with the first episode, mm-hmm. right? First vote. Like, 
he's good at he gets his way without the other person really feeling like it's been an imposition on them mm-hmm. <laughs> he like gets his point across and what he wants and the other person's like feels heard and stuff which is awesome yeah because it like really doesn't make sense for them to keep jp over rory like yeah rory's annoying them but like he's not a threat to them and any like Definitely rory's not. not gonna flip on you guys like rory's like rory's also not gonna win the game yeah like like rory if, so. if at this point you're like having this many concerns about rory like it's it's not gonna be an issue <laughs> like it's it's right. just like sometimes you have to be in alliances with people who like right get on your nerves well, if someone gets on your nerves, you can assume that they're going to get on someone else's nerves. And that means it would be hard for them to align with someone else. So better for them to get on your nerves because they're going to not be able to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas like... Also, I feel like JP's pitch was like, well, if it's like, you know, I think he was saying like him and Brady and the other John with Sarge, like the four of us will like win all the challenges. I know. And it'll be the four of us at the end. It'll be like honorable and good. And I'm like... I wouldn't Ugh. want to be in the final four with any of those guys. I know. <laughs> like if your if your plan is to win all the challenges. And this segment begins with JP telling Brady, like, we kicked ass on the rings today, right? <laughs> he's like, and he's like, I'm like, you lost a hook, dude. So like, I mean, kicked ass. Like, we did so good. So like he like really thinks like he's gonna win it all. I mean, I guess if he's looking over at Scout, maybe <laughs> <laughs> he has overconfident. Which, understandable, but, like, yeah, he's, like, yeah. Kind of, like, JP, like, both recognizes he's in trouble here, but, like, is, like, too confident in his, like, he's, if you listen to his final words, he still doesn't think he was outplayed. He's, like, I- He doesn't think he was outlasted. Yeah. <laughs> he's, like, there's no way I was outlasted. I'm, like, JP. You're out of the game. You're voted out third. <laughs> you were outlasted <laughs> by all those other people. <laughs> so we go so the first tribal is our boy our boys our boys our boys in red our boys in love heavy and (laughs) and there it's pretty boring did you have any notes about like what they talked about because like this was pretty boring to me the only thing that i thought was amusing was when john like one point jeff is just like how aggressive did the girls get to John? Which I thought was a weird question. Yeah. Um, and then also when John explains what he does by splitting them up, everyone on the tribe, but especially Chris is like, yeah. holy moly. Everyone is so surprised. Even Jeff is like, you, you, you. Yeah. He's like, who knew young John was this bright? Yeah. It's like everyone was like, this kid has not said two words that made sense. And I bet John didn't even notice that. I bet he was like, that's a nice thing for someone to say about me. Yeah. It was such a backhanded compliment, like all around. Like they could not believe John had it in him. Do we think that was that? Let's let's be let's have a discussion. Was that like that like smart of a thing to do? I don't I mean, it definitely gives you, if no one is going to give you information, it is a way to get information because they probably, if you feel like they're not fooling you by who goes where. So that would be information. Like, okay, there's a a majority of five and this is the people on it. Uh, Is it the smartest thing to do? Probably make alliance would be smart. Mm -hmm. And also like try to shore up relationships. But I don't think John's really playing the game. I think he's probably sunning himself and... (laughs) Because he doesn't, th- he he doesn't even. I don't think thinks he's in trouble. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, yeah, I'm, like, I'm curious what he's going into this tribe because he's like pulled away from the tribe. They they like I forgot he literally shows up at tribal. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. so he's just like oh we're still voting for yeah. Like, <laughs> are we still do we still not like that one guy? Yeah, um, good point. yeah. I don't know. I mean, also like yeah, I don't know if it was like a smart idea or not. I honestly would be some. I wouldn't expect someone to do that. Like just walk in and be like, all right, who voted for so oh, you know so and so? And so like I don't. Because otherwise, what would your reaction be like? No one say anything. <laughs> I guess right. someone could have done that and then they just like, you know, freeze them out. But they it's an automatic it. way to get some kind of information, I will yeah. say, which is like, smart. Are they hiding it or not? I guess. I'm sure there's like a myriad of better ways to like handle having some time on the other tribe. Yeah. And when we get to the mm-hmm. reveal of who he gets it to, I want to talk about his choice of who he gets it yes. to because I, I think take that back <laughs> <laughs> so he was like okay, was like, okay cool um, yeah. <laughs> before we get to that um uh the much more interesting tribal uh the young men stick together and vote rory and the old older men stick together and vote john p and john p goes five three um and uh thankfully we are only we only have one john left so we can drop the initial <laughs> Thankfully. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Jeff basically just like drags them for voting out their strongest members. He's basically, well, you dumb fucks keep voting out the strong guys. Mm-hmm. Let's see what you do next. Interesting strategy, boys. <laughs> but also, Chris gives us, you know, we, we say he gives great voice yeah. or whatever, but like he has this <laughs> voting confessional where he gives this great like survivor line. Like it's such a, to me, it's like so survivory. But when he, Chris is voting for JP, he says, I might be weaker than you physically, but I'm stronger than you mentally. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's just like such a survivor idea. And we see other players down the line really like epitomize. He walked idea. so Suri could sprint. Yeah, Sari could drive a serious race car. Sari, exactly. who's your biggest inspiration? <laughs> Chris from Vanuatu. <laughs> I would. Oh, I that would together die. would blow my brain. I would die. <laughs> I would die. Don't mention it again. <laughs> Too close to death. But yeah, that's such a like. Mm-hmm. I feel like I mean, I'm sure in other games it applies, mm-hmm. obviously. But like, it feels very survivory. To me. Yeah, Definitely. like once we're here, like in the real world, you might be able to like beat me in other certain things. But once we're here, all that really matters is your ability to. I mean, obviously, strength matters, and like you know, contributing on camp. But like when when it comes down to it, like like we saw in the first vote, Chris was gonna go because he was weaker, and he kind of was able to talk himself out of it. And, so and then in this episode, like Sarge, you know, they were making com- what they thought were compelling arguments to Sarge, but Chris was able to make a more compelling argument to Sarge. Mm-hmm. Now's yeah. not the time. <laughs> no, and Sarge listens yeah. to these. Like, he's definitely someone that I would would think would be very, like, stubborn mm-hmm. and would not really want to change. But he does tend to, he's, he's somewhat moldable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or, like, he, he adapts a little bit. <laughs> Part there. of Chris's uh, amazingness as a player is he looks so unassuming, and then he has such a like unbelievable way with convincing people. And he's like, it's like easy to trust him because he looks like he doesn't look like someone tricking you mm-hmm. at all. And I think that's he's also very... like kind of, I think like like the interesting part of like Scout for me is that like she is like not the archetype of like someone who's in on the survivor strategy and stuff but like as we're seeing like scout is like like again a 
going against her archetype completely, like kind of like hundred percent. They're like Lisa's like, I can't vote her out. It's like, why? Exactly. Lisa would die for Scout. And like, why? But yes, yeah, no. She has like gravitas, mm-hmm. which is like something you can't that doesn't have to do with kindness, it doesn't have to do with charm, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to do with strength, it doesn't have to do with anything other than like a certain amount of like alpha energy and able to just like command space and scout has it in space Mm -hmm. i would read a book on how scout can like like control a group of people she has a website have you looked at her website she does speaking events oh Oh, like book her for events I'll book her for my birthday. <laughs> I didn't suggest that, so I'm glad you suggested it. I'm going to be 40 soon. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm going to call Miss Scout. <laughs> she probably wouldn't have been called up. We have talked about having a Vanuatu theme. <gasps> <before. laughs> yeah, we well, it, we would have to, yeah, it would be hard. We'd have to really convince people to watch it and then dress accordingly. <laughs> I, think that's a fair so thing I just need to look at the title of Scout's website. So it's scoutcloudly.com. Dr. Scout Cloudly. Dig deep, reach far, break a sweat, finish strong. Shazam. I need some Shazam. <laughs> yeah. That's what she has. That's Shazam. it. Yeah, so you could book her as a keynote speaker. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm graduating. <laughs> <laughs> Graduating from your 30s. <laughs> Graduating from my 30s. Scout, come keynote speak to me. <laughs> but you're going to ask that she like talks to you like she's the caller in the challenge episode too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to stand far away, blindfolded, and bump into things. <laughs> but she's going to give me some life lessons. <laughs> so, so, yeah, John P. goes, he gets his final words, which are, well, what can I say? I survived seven days. I was hoping to stay a little longer, but... uh. There is no way that I think I was outwitted, outlasted, outplayed. Coming to the island and being part of something that I couldn't even imagine. I'll tell you what an experience. So he's not bitter, but he's like, I didn't lose. <laughs> but he's denying the fact. Yeah. He's like, I didn't lose. I got caught up in a nasty ploy by old men to ruin my chances. <laughs> I got caught up in a bunch of schemes, you see. The game really is strong men win. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's probably what Jeff told him. So, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, John K, now the last remaining John, gets to stay and um, uh, to give away, to bequeath the uh, immunity necklace to someone. And they do, they do a commercial break, which is fun to like really build up the suspense. But as yeah. we're not- Jeff's like, who's you going to, do you know who you're going to give to? And John's like, I do. And then they're like, <laughs> oh boy what the suspense and he chooses in a uh, what i call an impressive display of allyship he gives it to amy mm, i think it's weird mark. that he make jeff makes him like come over and put it on her it's like very strange and then after tribal council jeff's like amy leave the necklace <laughs> you amy, that's not that yours on gave it to you that was just for tribal amy take it off in a weird way, this whole thing is set up like John K is supposed to be Jeff's understudy. Yeah. Because, like, 
when the women walk into tribal, John is literally standing kind of like kind of behind Jeff, like they're standing in the same way. The colors are almost very similar. They look similar. Like he oh my looks God, like they do. Jeff. And so it's like he's studying. He's like an apprenticeship. And then Jeff is like, all right, now when I give the necklace, I go stand behind the player and I lift it over their head. And that's what he has John do. And it's like it's like this little training, like restaurant training scenario. <laughs> Jeff's like, hey, if I don't make it out of here alive, the volcanoes swallow me. John K can run it. <laughs> oh man. So what do we think of John K's choice to give it to Amy? Cause he basically chooses his rationale is I'm going to choose. This is why I just want to get to his rationale. Cause it's very funny. He's like, you guys have some issues to work out. I'm giving it to Amy cause she's safe. Like you'll be a stronger tribe if you figure out your issues. And so he doesn't, he presents it as this very like charitable act. I, what do we John think is, of this? John is acting like he's like a mom and there's a bunch of neighborhood kids getting into a fight and they're like, I'm taking the ball away. <laughs> um, you guys need to be nice to each other. Um, he's just like, it's kind of like parental in a weird way. And I'm like, John, you're a baby. <laughs> These are grown women dealing with their shit. But you're like, mm, I'm disappointed. <laughs> you need to vote someone out to punish yourself. <laughs> Also, like, you're in competition with them. Like, even how he treated splitting them up into groups. And then, yeah, how he, his little speech with the, the immunity mm-hmm. is, like, it, it's very disappointed parent. Yeah, it is. But I love that he recognized Amy's Amy's power immediately. And I bet it was the line, take that back. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that line, yeah, like, it is I mean, showed him, like, who is, like, comfortable enough to tell someone to shut up, basically. Yeah. Or maybe... He said someone else, and Amy said, take that back. <laughs> and then Jeff was like, I have to. And so they don't even show it. Yeah. No, I I do think that, like, it is, he was kind of like, I'll give it to your Lita. <laughs> and just put it on Amy. Yeah. So, but, like, from a strategic standpoint, so, like, giving it to the safe person, like, if he had, like, I'm trying to think of, like, if he had given it to, like, Twyla, that would, like, I wonder who the younger faction would have voted, like, like, I don't know. I'm just like curious. If if I were John, I would give it to Eliza. Oh yeah, (laughs) because I think that she is would like she was like talking to me that much. I'd be like, she's gonna maybe she'll be like a really good ally moving forward. We're both part of the minority. I don't know. I think I would give it to Eliza. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Also, I'm sure he got the vibe as bright as he is um, that like Eliza's kind of all over the place. Right. (laughs) So he she could theoretically double and be all over the place with Mm -hmm. him. Um, yeah, I don't know if you had given it to Twyla or whatever. Like, I wonder if the younger women would have gone for Leanne again, just because that was who they went for last time. But that would have been kind of, I have no idea. They couldn't, they wouldn't go for Scout. And I don't think they would go for Amy. Yeah, Amy, I think it would be Leanne. Mm -hmm. Who hasn't made her splash yet. She's been too sleepy. (laughs) Yeah, Leanne is really like, all we really get from her this episode is the anger about immunity again <laughs> the woman who doesn't like immunity challenges she's like this um, game is relentless i'll go back to not speaking although she has beautiful blue eyes oh i think me and kate called her the trish from pearl islands of vanuatu <laughs> yeah those eyes <laughs> those eyes i want to steal those eyes Just steal those eyes <laughs> oh yeah, yeah lovely so unfortunately not a super exciting choice but we do get to see amy <laughs> with individual immunity which we love especially during Pride Month. Um, 100%. Love to see her crowned around the neck. <laughs> as, like, as I think we should mention, this is recorded on the day where 
Evie from Survivor 41 has a podcast called The Pride of Spoken, and they spoke it's- with Amy Cusack and told her about my podcast. This is huge. This is, if we didn't mention this, I mean, the energy is, I mean, it's palpable that this came out the same day. This is a blessed day, June 15th. We haven't heard from Amy Cusack in a long time. Yeah, I think the last one was like talking with T-Bird, that was before COVID. Yeah, she was one of the first ones. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, uh, like that happened this morning and my girlfriend is a classical musician and doesn't watch a lot of TV and she's going to watch Survivor eventually, but like has not yet. And so I do a lot of explaining things to her. And like, <laughs> sometimes she's like here when I'm recording and she like, I'm sure she understands nothing. But like, I was like, oh my God, baby. So this woman who played Survivor in 2004, I guess. And this other person who plays Survivor who looks a lot like me, uh, and, like told her about my podcast and Amy like smiled. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> It's huge. It's just like that's I tried baby. to tell people that I was going to be on a podcast mentioned by a woman on another podcast about a television show from 2004. If you feel crazy explaining your connection, imagine how we feel. Yeah. And damn, did we try? <laughs> to anybody who'd like. <laughs> no, it's just it's it's a beautiful alignment of the stars. Yeah, it's, it's it is. It's gorgeous. It's yeah. it's. Kismet. Thank you, yes. Evie, for that moment. And Amy Cusack. Amy's not very online, but I, I hope she digs this podcast up and hears it at some point. But um, yeah, that was a moment for me. Um, mm-hmm. So after she, our, our girl Amy gets immunity, um, we get Mia and Twyla kind of clashing a bit. And this whole conversation is really interesting to me where Twyla's talking about like, She's like, I'm kind of like a tomboy. Like I have always related more to men than with women. And then Amy encourages Twyla like to like, she's like, well, have you tried to kind of like learn more about us as women and like encourages her to like embrace her feminine side. And like Twyla's actually kind of like, okay, like, oh. yeah, fine. But Amy's just basically like, have you kind of like entertained that it's okay that we like relate to each other differently? I don't know. This is really, especially to me, it's like a gender, like I'm a butch woman and like, that's okay. (laughs) But like, I grew up like a tomboy and like, like being friends with like boys a lot when I was younger and like growing up kind of like learning, like, just because I am a tomboy, like I can still relate to women and like, I like, have like, I love women. Like, but I also see where like, um, again, I'm I'm coming from a very different perspective from Twyla, but I, I thought that was really interesting to hear Twyla vocalize this of like, I just like this is just like I feel very like much like an outsider here. She doesn't say that, but that's kind of what, yeah. what the undertone is. Yeah. And I think that it's really I think that it was wonderful, like a moment in Survivor where we get to look at the spectrum of being a woman mm-hmm. in America and like how no matter what we do, sometimes we feel locked in our lane. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think partly and I don't know, but I think partly uh, Twyla might be dealing with a little bit of internalized either like sexism and or just feeling like she couldn't be like successful in that lane. So she Mm -hmm. has to stay in this one. Um, But I think like Amy kind of expressing the idea of like opening up that door to another experience to see if you like it instead of just assuming you don't belong there and seeing it kind of light her up. Mm -hmm. So I kind of, I think it's a beautiful moment from my, from my, from my perspective. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. I love how like you see her immediately, like when they mentioned the French brain, she's like, 
oh, I mean, yeah, we could start could with the hair, hair and uh, that could work. And then you could do my nails and then she laughs. And like Julie Berry's face is stone face, is stone face the entire time. She's not laughing. But everyone else is kind of smiling and laughing. Um, but yeah, I love it. I also like, because uh, there's a moment where Twilight is like, you know, don't judge someone until you've walked in their shoes mm-hmm. uh, about and she says that about like feeling like the younger women are judging her and then amy mm-hmm. is like have you walked in their sh- have you tried to walk in their shoes and i thought that was interesting because a lot of the times with like uh, i think when we're shown like age kind of differences on survivor for example like i think a lot of the times we kind of are set up to assume that the younger people are incorrect um, or somehow more immature or they're doing mm-hmm. things the wrong way and so the like the the kind of unsaid suggestion is like the younger people really need to compromise in the other direction the older person doesn't have to change at all and it's compromise is obviously a two-way street (laughs) and sometimes when we talk about it it's really with this like unsaid implied oh well only one person is actually gonna change (laughs) you know and I thought it was I thought that was a very lovely very skillful way of Amy bridging that gap yeah yeah and like Amy's I love that Amy's not saying she's to like change who she is she's not saying you're like right you you have to like having like to being like I'm gonna wear lots of makeup and bridge like French braid my hair every day but I think I like the idea of like why don't you just try this and see that there's nothing like frivolous about this and it's like it's just something that's associated with young younger women that and yeah i think there's perhaps some internalized sexism in play there and just a different perspective is what we see on survivor like when you like look at and you look at we need to like recognize like twyla's job she's a highway like construction repair uh, worker i don't remember her exact title but like she's probably one of the only women out there and like she probably hears a lot of things and like needs to posture a certain way and like absolutely super aware aware to stay love herself Yeah. yeah Yeah. And also, I feel like, you know, I feel like she might be also just kind of, it's lonely to be an outsider. It's lonely to feel like I should belong and I don't. I think as like queer people, that's something that we're familiar with. And I think that even though Twyla's not queer, I do feel like there's this like identity shift where she doesn't fit the classic role of woman in an all women's tribe. And it's important. I'm glad that she had the moment to say like, I'm uncomfortable Mm -hmm. because it would be uncomfortable. And I think that, you know, that's what growing is sometimes is being in uncomfortable situations and learning to be yourself in them and also not shut door to new experiences. And that's like the safest, loveliest way to do that. Um, But it's hard. Mm -hmm. God, Vanuatu, good season. I was gonna say this scene is one of the be- like this is one of the highlights of Vanuatu mm-hmm. for me. Definitely, me too. This is one of its strengths mm-hmm. for sure. And it's just it because there's no advantages, no idols or anything. It's just like what happens when you put two different like people like with when you, yeah. and like what happens when they talk. And this is just two different white women from America. Yeah. Imagine the spectrum of different perspectives we could have when yeah. seasons look a little bit more like they do mm-hmm. now. Absolutely. And that's why, like, again, when people talk about, like, on oh, recent seasons, whenever there's any sort of discussion about anything unrelated to game, people are like, this isn't Survivor. It's like, have you watched Survivor? This is That's what it's about. <laughs> like, the- mm-hmm. You clearly haven't seen Vanna Watch. Yeah, or Marquesas <laughs> or anything. Yeah, Marquesas is another perfect yeah. example of that. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I love Marquesas. Mm-hmm. Another fave. Excellent. Um, so, yeah, just great. I'm really glad we talked about this as much because like, this is when I was watching. I was like, God, this is so good. Um, and so we get to the votes and the Scout has a great voting confessional for Mia. 
Oh my god, it's the best. <laughs> Scout is so shady. She's like again, like again, going against her assumed archetype of like the older woman, kind of hippie. She's like mean in like such a funny way. She says, "Mia, your volcano erupts more than I like. Good luck in finding a husband that will put up with you." Yeah, it's unbelievable. It is so casually cruel. <laughs> That's Scout's MO. Oh my god. It's beautiful. She's like this very unassuming absolute villain. Who yeah. I want to speak at my 40th birthday. Like, who knew someone wearing so much linen could be so cruel? <laughs> That's a really you know? good point. Linen usually means friend. <laughs> if I were to talk about fabrics in that way, if I linen gonna... is friendship. But... Right, right. 100%. If I saw yeah. someone in linen, I'd be like, you're safe. Yeah. <laughs> But no, no. And that's how she gets you. <laughs> a linen trap. Yeah. So Lisa, so we get the votes. We don't, at this point, don't know what's going on with Lisa's plan, but the votes no. are red. She didn't speak during tribal council no. at all. Leading up to no. tribal and during tribal council, she is, her lips are sealed. And, Silent killer. And so at this point, people, the younger women are expecting it to tie, which is really interesting that we were expecting a tie this early in the game. Um because mm-hmm. at the time for context for like people like who maybe haven't seen a lot of old season survivor there had like this was you know like five seasons after they introduced the rock draw um you kind of twist for if there's a tie or if it deadlocks you know people draw rocks and that really disincentivized ties for a really long time and still like people are that that really kind of nipped it in the bud to just like force a tie casually um and so the fact that they were like, yeah, let's tie it like this early is kind of wild. Yeah. Yeah. It made me think maybe they hadn't seen the show. <laughs> well, that's probably good. Well, Eliza, Eliza was a really big fan of Survivor. Um, well, yeah. So I guess that she she was willing to go for rocks to not betray the younger <laughs> people. people. But they, get, they would have gotten an opportunity Three to vote. vote so right? they must have been so they- banking on someone flipping. Yeah. Okay. They thought that they thought that we could they could turn scout <laughs> good luck i think it's that lisa scout connection on which this whole drive is turning that's uh, it's, it's no that's problem learning, the, the lisa scout connection <laughs> or i wonder if this was this is you know this is me putting my tinfoil hat on this is not true this is a wild guess but what if this was the second vote and that was lisa scout <laughs> That it would tie oh. and then they would vote again oh. and then lisa would vote for mia why would they remove that tension? Because they got two tribals, baby. They don't got time. Then they should have removed the men's tribal. It they should have showed up. Jeff and John Key sitting there. Jeff would have been like, JP is gone. They would have said, who? Barbie's gone? And then they would have, they could have shown the entire. No, I think, it, I think they reverse engineered it. I think they were like, we need to cut five minutes from the show. And then they're like, wait a minute. We've got this line from Lisa in the Right at the beginning, make it a red little line, mystery. red line all a little, over. A little Agatha Christie. Yeah, yeah. That's it. And we just need to have one tribal council, and then all we need to do is shoot Lisa and her. Be like, ooh. <laughs> Filmed after the vote, they just pulled her out in the woods. And we're like, Lisa, tell us what you're gonna do. <laughs> I have a backup plan. Oh but Lisa, God. Lisa looks like so like. She looks like she's pulling her collar away from her shirt. And she's like, Bling. the expression is like inscrutable because it's like you cut to like Eliza with her like famous Eliza like oh, yeah. big reaction. Every like they're so confused. Like Mia's pissed. And then like Julie's just like 
fuck like poor julie and then lisa's just like Mm-mm, did i do that oh, like yes she steve urkels it did See, i she, do that she i should have looked at the my cam- backup plan <laughs> yeah she should have looked at the camera and said now that's a backup plan <laughs> It's just so weird because she says it. She's like, I don't trust Eliza. But don't worry, I've got a backup plan. And my backup plan is to vote out Mia. <laughs> You're one out, your ally? This, this episode should have ended on Lisa's face, like like just like a still, and then it's the Kirby yeah. enthusiasm music playing. Like, whatever. She's like a human's Rubik's Cube. You cannot yeah, understand she's... her. Just flipping her around, wondering what the answer is. Oh, gosh. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. We'll never know. And like, get Lisa on here. Oh, I, I, that's deep time. I am going to work on it. I like. I mm. want to talk to Lisa so bad. But you need to know. I need to, after this episode, I need to know if there was more. Like, God, because they had to have asked her before Tribal. Like, let's get. They, they definitely had footage for explaining the plan. There's no way they didn't. <laughs> but, like. I would just love confirmation on that. And also, do, do, do you know what, what Scout whispered to Amy? Yes. yes. Two questions about this episode. I also wonder if they were like, Lisa, you've got to tell us more. And she's like, it's a plan. And it's my backup. Mm-hmm. They're like, no, Lisa. I have a first plan. But if it doesn't work out. I got another I one in the tank. Also, this is interesting. Okay, okay. I would like to like dig into the notion of the backup plan. Because yeah. she doesn't like... See Try. if the first plan works. She just no. she just goes straight to plan B. No. Yeah, hundred percent. She goes right to backup plan. We you know you're not going to do the first line of defense. Like, you know, I, I wouldn't think this was her backup plan if after the vote she wasn't like, "Yikes, that was clearly a backup plan." <laughs> With her face, yeah. Like, like if if, she, if this had tied and she flipped on the revote, that would make a lot of sense. Yes, I, but like, and like she—that's essentially just what she does. She just flips here. But like the fact that like <laughs> she frames as a backup plan and then never lets it tie, and then, and then we just hear her go, "I, I'm not voting for Scout." <laughs> Not Scout. Even though I clearly have identified as a younger woman this whole time. Yeah. <laughs> Turns out Scout yeah. and I are tight. This is this is the editors treating us like intelligent audience <laughs> members. They don't need to spoon feed us everything, all right? Vanna Watu up for the smiles. No, this is great because yeah. like my podcast with Derek is we analyze this really like allegorical, like dense anime. We talk for like there's like the episode's like twenty three minutes and our longest episode is two and a half hours talking about a twenty three minute episode. Like being like beautiful. What does this bird crashing into the window symbolize? Like there was one point we talked about that for like half an hour. And this is like the closest I've gotten to that so far. (laughs) Like Oh yeah. No, (laughs) we will talk about all of Lisa's facial moments. No. This deserves a close reading. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I watch every episode with binoculars, baby. (laughs) You gotta look at the text, but also the subject. You guys would love Revolutionary Girl Utena. I highly recommend it. It's the survivor band of Watu of anime. Um, (laughs) You solved me. Um, So, yeah, this is. I also just wanna highlight like Eliza flip last round and then flips back, and then only to get blindsided when Lisa flips this round. It's so funny. Oh my god. And Julie's like, I'm on the wrong side of the vote again. I'm <laughs> so sensible. <laughs> like, Julie, like, cannot make sense. I, I just can't have to imagine she cannot make sense of what just happened. Julie is one of the better Survivor players that never votes for <laughs> Not that she never does. Who well, knows what she does. Thus far, she is thus not. Far. 
thus far two for two two for two not great (laughs) oh god to be well i'll read mia's final words and then we can decide if we want to eulogize her and what we want to say about her and john p i like to give space Mm -hmm. to remember them but mia's final words are i've met a lot of amazing girls and a lot of people that i'd like to never see again one of those being twyla um twyla you have been extremely deceiving with all the girls i thought you were absolutely horrendous to me and i think that you did not have the social skills to play this game at all and that's going to wear on the girls and um hopefully you'll get voted off next so she's like she like like she's not like i'm glad i played she's like fuck twyla (laughs) I love when someone uses their final words as just like a slap in the face to another player. Like it's this is this my final words are all about revenge. <laughs> this person who's not going to see it until well after this is all over. I'm per- until I'm totally cool, I'm gonna re- I'm gonna tell television this is how I want you to remember me hating another person. <laughs> I hope I hurt someone when this airs in November. <laughs> like that's when you gotta think. Yeah. Sure. So do we have some final words for John P. and then we'll do Mia. Um, my words for John P are hot Amber. <laughs> I hope you, f- I hope you get one. <laughs> I hope you finally get that hot I Amber. Found, I hope you finally for. get that hot Amber and yeah. you know what to do with it. Yeah. Yeah. Shoot for the hot Amber. If you miss um, no, I think JP is the goofiest of the boring boys. Um, yeah. so yeah, he's like a, a Labrador retriever, you know? And now he's back to the pound. <laughs> Caroline, do you have any anything to say about our boy? No, that's that's pretty much it. Yeah, JP has a way with words, and that he, I just like the things that stick out to me are like our the hot amber, <laughs> or when he said ally, he said ally, <laughs> and I was like, I'm from I, I, you know, I'm I grew up kind of outside of Boston, and I have like family from Boston, so they all have like accents where they say bathroom and things like that. But like ally was the one. Um, but, uh, no, JP, I'm pretty sure when I looked up his stuff for our pod, he like was some sort of manager or whatever at a Home Depot. Yeah. I looked him up. He did another reality show. Oh yeah. But I forget which one. It was a silent one where he just talked to a computer. Yes. (laughs) But not the circle. No. (laughs) I guess silent circle. What I have to say about JP, um, okay, wait, I'm looking at what he did. He played the show Solitary. Mm Mm-hmm. He wanted to said he wanted to get on the pu- pu- the show because no one would judge him because you're isolated in a little pod and you have no communication with anyone but the computer. So yeah, it's basically like the circle. Um, oh, that's so sad. Sorry, JP. <laughs> he got burned. But he has since become a father to a boy. So oh no, he works okay. at a Best Buy. He works at a Best Buy now. Oh, okay. Alrighty. Wait, wait. Is that instead of having a boy son? No, no, no. Or... He has both. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can only have one. No, sorry, I read that wrong. He does. He's not a father. He works at Best Buy. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> um and yeah. Uh, so yeah, JP. I just like if you listened to the last episode, you you found out I confused him with Brady for some reason. Um, um I know the reason. <laughs> Um, but he does have JP has kind of frightening eyes to me, so I'm kind of like I don't. I'm sure he's really nice, but um, I'm sure he's a doing like a great Best Buy employee. Um, but mm-hmm. his energy and Survivor was kind of scary to me. Yeah. Um, bye bye, JP. And so Mia, final words for our girl Mia. Uh, lo- love a woman with passion. Um, not enough women scream their thoughts. Um, and so I'm down for Mia. I think that she was, 
you know, I mean, for three episodes, you know she was there. I was going to say, I feel like she's a great pre-merge character, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't, and like, I, I don't know. I guess it would have been interesting to see her go further, but also out of everyone who's left, you know? Mm-hmm. I feel like. Gee, that was her place. But I, I, yeah, I don't really have too much else to say about it. I love the women tribe so much that it's, like, hard for me to be like, I wish someone else Mm -hmm. went, you know? It was kind of like, okay, Mia. I mean, I'm not going to lose Lisa. Not after our backup plan. I mean, (laughs) and Julie is just so serene to be around. So Mia, I feel, but Mia's a little, she's a little, uh, I like, I just like that she's not, she doesn't go quietly. She's, you know, making noise all the way. Yeah, I, Mia, she's like someone I always, like, we never really get a feel for her as a person. We only really know her, like, through her conflict mm-hmm. with Twyla, which is unfortunate. Like, because I think she could have, like, had she gone further, she could have been a very big kind of, like, potentially villainous character because she's clearly not afraid to pick fights. Um, but right. I'm so glad she was on the show because, again, that, that fight is one of my favorite fights. So, if, like, if I got voted out in the third episode of Season Survivor and I had that fight to my name, I'd be like... All good. Money can't Heck buy yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You're a legend. Yeah. And honestly, she says she wants Twyla to go out next, but I'd be like, no, keep that lady on. I don't want to be on the pre-merge right? Like, trip with her. I want to have fun. Yeah. Like, vote out all the young pretty boys, all right? Like, honestly, I bet, I, bet all, I bet some of the pretty people on this pre-merge uh, have a blast. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. I never thought about that. Let's write a movie about the Vanuatu pre-merge trip. Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> we we have a lot of we have a lot of ideas kicking around for like Vanuatu spin-offs. Uh, oh sure. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, deep dives. But do we have anything to say to wrap up this episode overall? I, it seems like we all really enjoy it. <laughs> Yeah, I love this episode. I love this little mystery in the middle of Vanuatu. And uh, I feel like Vanuatu post-merge is like magnifique. It's perfect. It's like so fun. But I feel like these early episodes still have like these wonderful character moments. So I'm glad we got to kind of highlight them because I think they deserve to be highlighted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I Yeah, that's except I wholeheartedly agree. I don't have anything else to add. My co-host co Yes, I co-signed that statement. Well, thank you too for joining me. This was so fun. I told you guys like during the break, when we took a little break, my like abs were hurting from laughing so hard. And that has continued as we dug into Lisa and her plan and everything. So this has been such a blast. Um, you guys for us too. Wanna- thank you so much yeah. for having me. Oh my you. God. No, this was so much like I've had no- nothing but bangers so far. I'm just so happy you guys were able to come on early. We were like early in the season, do this because this is, I'm be so hyped for the rest of the season. This is just like super awesome. fun. Amazing. Um, so, yeah, if you want to individually tell people where they can find you and anything you want to <clears> plug um, on Amy's t- conversation with Evie, she plugged growing your own garden. So, like, you can love it. Yeah, loved it. Loved it. <laughs> Um, I feel like it'd be appropriate to plug the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, Caroline and I host Survivor Rewind. Uh, you can find us whenever, wherever you can find podcasts. And uh, you can find us on Twitter at Survivor Rewind. Or if you wanted to email us and be like, I do not agree about Lisa's backup plan. We're at Survivor Rewind at gmail.com. <laughs> and you can reach me individually at Kate the Grape on Twitter. And then my individual Twitter is <laughs> at C-A-R-O. 
M-C-C-A-L-L-U-M. At Kara McCallum, but I don't tweet, so you don't need to follow me. Oh, yeah. It's just a formality. I'm pretty, I'm pretty offline. I'm like a survivor contestant, very in nature. So. Oh, also, I want to advertise uh, my version of uh, planning a garden is uh, if you're in near a place where you can go to a body water, go to a body water as often as possible. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I agree. Um, and my inspiration of Amy is you should tree bathe a few times, you know, a few times a week. Get out there around some trees. Take a few deep breaths. Take in that oxygen. <laughs> I think I, I think I'm gonna like ask everyone to do their plugs and then plug something like some sort of like self care yes. like nature thing. Yes, <laughs> yes please. Um, so yeah, you can find me on Twitter at xteen underscore files. You can follow the pod. At, I realize I haven't been plugging the podcast Twitter, but you probably know it. But at Stanuatu Pod. If uh, Derek and I aren't doing a lot ton of stuff with our Utina podcast, but if you like lesbian sword anime and <laughs> like hearing a bunch of gay people talk about Greek mythology and shit, um, you can listen to the Shadow Play Gaze at the Shadow Play Gaze on Twitter and we've got a whole uh, spoiler-free uh, podcast going through all 39 episodes of Revolutionary Girl Utina, the movies, the movie, and we'll be doing the music live-action musicals this summer. Um, and you should follow everything on the Bitter Jurors Network. Uh, uh, we've got Survivor Art of Creek, which is a fan-made survivor that was filmed in 2004 and is just now being released. And they're doing exit interviews with the people who played it all those years ago. It's super cool. Um, and I think that's everything. Uh, my thing is... Go on a walk and I like to walk around. I live in a city and I love to walk around and just find stray cats and just like talk to them. Um, mm. And that does, I'm probably going to go do that as soon as we're done. So like, go like, just talk to a cat. Hell yeah. Unless you're allergic, you don't have to. But uh, <laughs> you can still talk to them if you're allergic. Just keep them at a distance. Yeah. Uh, Twyla and Mia style. Talk to a cat like Twyla and Mia, Mia fight over a chore wheel. <laughs> Okay, Caroline and Kate, thank you so much again. And we will be be sure to listen to their podcast. And uh, I will be back next week to talk about episode four, um, I believe, with two other guests. So we'll be doing another double, uh, double bill. Um, but yeah, I'll see you then. Bye.